Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Train, Eat, Repeat. Hopefully, you are all having a great week. And this week, we are going to talk about a subject that has caught a lot of attention, or at least I've seen it a lot more on certain health sites, I've seen it on social media, and it seems to be the new term, uh, and a term that is pretty important, but we have to make sure that we know what that term actually means and how we achieve it, and I'm talking about self-care. And self-care, we shouldn't try and overcomplicate the word and, and try to think it's something drastically different, but what I do appreciate about it, though, is that it basically implies or it encourages that we should spend more time checking in with ourselves, which in today's world, with everything going on during this year and just everything that goes on in our lives from a day-to-day basis, very frequently or infrequently, I should say, do we actually take the time to check in with ourselves. So what is self-care? So I sort of searched the internet, sort of looked at what doctors and, and psychologists would call self-care and found a couple definition definitions and then also came up with one of my own. But before I talk about what self-care is, I think it's important to talk about what self-care is not. So self-care is not self-improvement because self-improvement is a perfectionist mindset. It's where you think there is something we need to fix about ourselves. So then you end up doing things that you hate in in trying to make yourself better and getting mad at yourself if you don't accomplish it. Like that is not self-care. And I'm not to say that, that that's necessarily a bad thing. I think there's always times in our lives where we might have to do something that feels uncomfortable in order to grow, right? I talked about earlier this week on social about if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. However, self-care is completely different. I define self-care as a way of putting your mind, body, and spirit at the forefront So it's the first thing you think about and checking on these systems daily to ensure balance, to ensure and sort of to figure out why you feel a certain way and creating a small set of habits to incorporate some more self-nurturing or self-serving habits. That's the whole point and those practices that go along with those habits more so. And so it's so important to differentiate the two because one is more of a systems check and putting in a couple different habits that aren't too daunting for you and they should never be in a negative uh, mindset, right? We talked about how affirmations are always in a present tense and always positive. So to say you're, you, you're not going to do something, like you're going to give up uh, soda, well, give up is a negative connotation, right? Whereas a small self-care habit is... I want to change some of the things I'm drinking, so I might swap in, uh, you know, one sparkling water for my usual pop. That would be more of a self-care attitude versus a self-improvement sort of negative attitude. And and the thing, too, that people get wrong about self-care is that it's selfish, People think, well, self-care is selfish. You got to take care of everybody else. I've especially seen this in moms. I know growing up, uh, my mom being a single mother for, for a large portion of my life was that she always felt like, and I still believe she has this mindset, she has to put everybody else before every before herself. She has to put everybody else first. She's always last on the totem pole. And so 
Self-care allows you to be selfish. And the reason why that's so important is that how do you pour from a glass that's half empty? You can't. So it's almost selfish for you not to do self-care. Because again, if, if you can't allow yourself to work on yourself, to make sure you're in the right mindset, to make sure that you're taking care of your body, your mind, and your spirit, how the hell are you supposed to take care of anyone else? And I too, you know, looking inwardly, believe that I also a lot of times put other priorities above my self-care, if you will. And in the end, what it ends up doing is it ends up stressing me out, I end up with anxiety, I end up with all these different sort of negative feelings where if I take the time to ask myself, why am I feeling this way? And then work on a couple different habits in the different areas that we're about to talk about to ensure that I stay on track, to ensure that I'm checking in with my body daily, my mind daily, my spiritual health daily. So what does self-care look like in a nutshell? I've really boiled it down to five different areas. So exercise, or movement, nutrition, sleep, social health, and spiritual health. Now, obviously, there's probably some more self-care categories that you can sort of think about. And I would encourage you that if you have some self-care tactics or you have a self-care topic that you want to bring up or or add to this discussion, please do so um, after the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, through Messenger. You can send me a separate message. Um, I would love to continue the conversation after this episode. So let's talk about exercise. Now, exercise, we've talked about a lot on this podcast. And if you're just new listening to Train, Eat, Repeat, if you go back, we talk a little bit, we talk quite a bit about exercise and how it's a benefit to your health. But exercise to me, let's not overcomplicate things. Exercise to me can mean just movement. It means just going for a walk, going outside and and enjoying fresh air, getting more vitamin D. Maybe you're getting up every 10 minutes from your desk to do some calisthenics or do some stretching or do some some, uh, body weight exercises like squats and push-ups. Exercise does not mean that you're killing yourself day in and day out, but movement and your body is meant to move. You know, there's a reason why there's less of a prevalence of lower back injuries in uh, third world countries because most of the time they don't sit in a chair. They sit in a squatted position. And so that is movement or self-caring for your body because your body is meant to move. Ask anybody who has goes from a sit-down job to a job where they're on their feet constantly, and I guarantee you that person that now has a standing job and goes to a sitting job, they feel antsy. They feel like they got to get up and move more often. And so it could be very simple as getting 7,500 steps per day. Or even if you don't even want to count it, if that's too daunting and you look at it as more of a self-improvement or a punishment, just tell yourself you're going to get up and do a walk in the morning and a walk in the evening. So keep it very simple. Again, you're starting with small habits with the idea of gradually building upon them and finding the things that in that category that you find enjoyable. So exercise could also mean that maybe you join a softball league. You're moving and you're also taking care of one of the other categories, your social health. So then nutrition. And we've talked about nutrition a lot on this podcast. And nutrition just basically comes down to evaluating why you think there is an opportunity for change and then picking one or two different habits 
self-care wise that you're going to take care of. This could be as simple as waking up first thing in the morning and drinking 16 ounces of water, which is shown in studies to help improve metabolic rate. It could be as simple as I'm going to include a serving of protein with each meal or I'm going to include two fists of vegetables with each meal. Again, starting small and seeing how your body feels. It's self-caring if you decide to make that decision and then you realize through reflection that you actually do feel better. You know, I, I, I bring up my mom because, you know, not that she ever had a really bad diet or anything like that, but... For a short time period in my adult life, I lived at home for a little while and I was still eating the way that I knew how to eat or the way that I knew it fueled my body. And she started to catch on. I never told her, you have to eat this, you have to eat that. But I just told her to try certain things that that I would cook up. And what she found was is that it was very easy because it was still her decision, right? She was self-caring for herself to try something new. And what she got out of it was that she realized that the foods that I was making or the different foods I was having her try actually made her feel better, more energy, felt like she didn't have any bowel disruption, felt like, you know, she could conquer the day. And the results that follow with that, you know, weight loss, body fat loss, more strength, all those things, better sleep. So again, self-care just means that you're evaluating where you're at right now. And instead of beating yourself up saying, okay, what are some small habit changes that I can put in around sleep? And we've talked about this before, you know, making sure that we're taking the time for seven to eight quality hours of sleep each night and finding what that balance is for you. Meaning, does that mean that we have to set an alarm? And a lot of times I tell people, set that alarm on the opposite side of the room. So that way you're forced to get out of bed, as, as painful as it is. But self-care means that you are putting sleep as a priority because you know that it's good for your health. It's good for your mental health as well as your body. And that you are going to be rested and be able to attack or conquer your day the following day. Again, you can't pour from a cup that's empty or a cup that's half full. It's it's You're not going to have that much to pour out. So you have to make sure that you're taking that time to incorporate sleep as an important component in your life. And what you'll find is that people that tend to get more sleep, metabolic function goes up, their ability to think clearly goes up, their ability to keep their metabolism more regulated. Um, All these benefits are included in that self-care sleep category. The next one is an important one and one that is probably affecting most people the most right now. And that's social health. And Albeit, we're challenged right now to incorporate social health into our self-care routine because we are restricted. You know, we're not allowed to get in big groups. People are nervous about getting together with with friends. Um, We have to wear masks, which takes away part of that social interaction, that ability to read that nonverbal part of a person's face and It's damaging for us because we're social beings by nature. And I'm sorry, but a text message or social media just does not fill that void. And in some cases, too much scrolling on social media can lead to depression, can lead to you feeling like you're being left out or that everybody else has it better than you do. 
So this is a really important one where I'm encouraging you to find a way to connect with people on a daily basis. That could mean that, you know, we're still being safe and you end up talking to somebody on a Zoom chat. Maybe you're going to call a friend that you haven't talked to in a really long time and they're your 2 a.m. friend. You've heard me talk about that in the podcast or they're inside your social uh, realm of influence and there's somebody that if you talk to them, you haven't talked to them in a long time, it's like you never left and they're going to pour into you just as much as they uh, you pour into them. And so that's so important. And finding those different ways to socially interact will help with some of those anxieties, will help you to create fostering, uh, to create and foster great relationships with these people. And it's even shown in studies, people that lead a more socially healthy life, meaning that they have more interactions with people, end up living longer as well. So if your goal is longevity, you can actually live longer just by having a more social uh, social circle. And then the next one is spiritual health, which brings up uh, a little bit of controversy, but social spiritual health to me basically means that you have a belief or in something and that it helps direct your purpose. And studies have shown that people that have a spiritual life, and that can mean a lot of different things, um, whether it be organized uh, spiritual religion, whether that means that you believe in a higher power, whether that means you're believing in the universe, but it has shown that people also live longer and have more of a sense of purpose for their life when they practice spiritual health. And practicing spiritual health can mean a lot of things. It can mean that you're taking time to meditate, making time to pray, making time to read scripture, making time to interact with people. So you're killing two birds with one stone who also share the same beliefs or maybe go to your local church. Those things help um, in terms of not only elongating your life, but in creating that purpose for your life. Because a lot of times people say, what is my purpose? What am I here to do? And again, you you look for that self-improvement mindset versus that thought of self-care. So these components are so important, that exercise, nutrition, sleep, social health, and spiritual health. But your own self-care practice comes down again to what you deem necessary in order to feel balanced. And when I say the word balanced, it just means that you have a greater sense of who you are and what your body and your soul and your mind needs in order to feel its best. Because that's what we're trying to chase is, is optimal right? And not, and when I say the word chase, it means that we're just letting things flow, if you will. That you will stumble, you will fall down, but that you will eventually come to a place where you don't have to think about nutrition or exercise or your sleep. It's something you just naturally do because it you are taking care of yourself. So in turn, you can pour into and take care of others. So a bit of a, a shorter episode this week, guys. I hope you really enjoyed it. Take a look at, at, at self-care. There are a lot of different resources out there that you can look into. Um, and again, start small. Create some small goals and then reevaluate those goals and see if it's something that is self-serving. Because remember, self-care is not selfish. 
So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Please make sure to uh, give me some feedback on some self-care tactics that maybe you're working on and leave a review on the iTunes podcast app. Until next time, be kind, be humble, and work your ass off. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.